This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Tony Watt, who is currently the top scorer at time of recording in the Scottish Premiership. He scored an absolute worthy of a goal uh, the night before recording for Motherwell. We talked all about, you know, being a footballer, so rare, stats, you know, the kind of FPL dilemma about, you know, picking your teammates, picking yourself. So look, big, big thank you to Tony for being the first player to come on. Let's hope we get many more. Uh, Make sure you find him on social media and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Tony, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much um, for taking the time to come on the podcast. You're the first footballer I've spoken to, so I'm really looking forward to sort of pickling your brains about it because it's 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 a completely different dynamic, I suppose, when you're coming from being a footballer or whenever you're just a football fan. You're obviously a bit of both based on playing so rare. No, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I've noticed there's a lot of footballers on it. I think that's actually maybe why I... I started using my account when I seen Griezmann. I seen the oh, amount yeah? of time he put in it, and no, I've I really enjoyed the first month or so on So Rare. Yeah, it is. It's been about a month. You said you opened the account about seven months ago, and you've really sort of given it a go over the last month. You've started a Twitter account, which is at So Rare 32, kind of documenting what you're at. But you're, you seem very interested to get the Scottish Premiership on boarded and get your player card, but there's no sign of it yet. No, I'm desperate to get that. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll try and use it as well, if not only to sell it and get myself an under-23 goalkeeper if I'm getting a big profit, because they're, they're very rare to come by these days. <laughs> that's the thing, and that's a question. I'm going to throw that at you straight off the bat. Someone asked us this. It was... Um, once the yeah Marco Sullivan asked once the Scottish Premiership is added and you get your player edition card with your signature on it how much would it take to buy it off you so there is a price is what you're telling me oh absolutely Um, it just depends on how I'm doing and how I'm enjoying it and if he's if I've scored four and four or five and five it'll be getting sold and somebody will be getting bought <laughs> that's it whenever the big man hits form off it goes and I suppose you could say that you're hitting form now you know you're top scorer in the premiership you've I don't know what have you got in the league 8 or 9 goals 8 goals 8 in the league 9 altogether no I'm enjoying it I'm I'm scoring that's the main thing for Soraya if you can put the ball in the back of the net and I think my score would have been big last night I'm not sure but I created a couple of chances and no I think I'd have been I'd have been hitting the 70s last night maybe let me see. You got you got an eighty one point six. Oh, I'd have captain myself there, so would I got a a wee hundred? You would have. That would have been that would have been decent. I'm trying to click in to see the actual breakdown of that score, see what you did, but you can do that all in so rare data, I'd say. But that, that's a question as well. I should have got an assist, so that would maybe have been close to a hundred. It might have been your best score you've had. You've had a you had an eighty four against St Mirren. I got two. Um, I scored a penalty. You got two. And then a, a long time ago against Dundee, you got 87 points. It was a one each, maybe last season. Um, yeah, you got an 87-pointer. So that I think that's... You've, you've hit a 98 before, Tony. I'll throw that at you. When's that? Uh, against Ross County, 4-0. Last year. I think I got a goal in the yeah. fifth, yeah. I'm a 98. to be all right. 
I don't know, Tony, you need to get 100 in there at some stage, and 97.8's close, but... It's it's better than I've ever fucking scored anyway. <laughs> but, um, no, nice work. So, yeah, that's the question. I suppose it would have its price. Do you know, wait till you hit a wee, a wee bit of form. Sell the uh, the autograph card. Let's let's assume you buy one of yourself, like a standard card, then you kind of bank the profit, move it into a keeper, whatever else. That's what I'd do. Tell me, you do that. You have to have some exposure to yourself. Do you captain yourself every week or do you captain your mate? Just now I'm only playing All-Star Rare and one other, depending on what cards I've got because my cards are limited. I went yeah. last night and I bought, a, I bought a few limited cards off the same guy and it kind of added up my gallery a little bit so I'll maybe play a couple of limited this weekend. But I think in the future I'll probably put myself into Challenger, is it Challenger Europe maybe? And I'll probably just throw a captain on that every week just for consistency. Get myself a nice wee goalkeeper and then just use it as a, a kind of stabbing the dart team. You fancy yourself to score against any team in the league? Of course you do. Yeah, you absolutely. Absolutely. In this form. Tell me this as well, Tony, to be honest with you, like before you joined So Rare, I've never really been big into the Scottish Premiership. Do you know, growing up in the north of Ireland, Celtic and Rangers pretty polarising growing up um, on both sides of the community up there. But outside that, it's not a league I've particularly followed. And that brings its own interesting conversation. And that conversation is around how many fans So Rare brings to these more niche leagues. Now, the Scottish Premiership is nowhere near as niche, in my opinion, as the likes of Belgium or... Um, a lot of the, the leagues that we sort of talk about in, in Europe, but it's much more mainstream, I think, particularly in the UK. But still, I think if the Scottish Premiership was on so rare, I would have known who you were weeks and months ago. I would have known half the league by now. And it brings such a fan base to the league. Is yeah. is that something... Do you know, that's probably that, geographical. That's obviously due to you yeah. being in the UK. It's easier to kind of see a Celtic Rangers game on TV and maybe no ex-players but a lot of people wouldn't know a lot of the players in the league it's like the J- Japanese league or the Korean leagues now you know the odd player well in my own experience I know the odd player but it's now good to see players grow and buying players and seeing them grow and then you actually take to do with them when they do well for you like I know yeah. it's not that league but for instance the little boy Batolo from Newell's old boys I got a tip to sign him and he done well for me last week and now he's one of my favourite players. That's just <laughs> the way the game is and then even at the weekend I, I watched the Standard Leaves game for the first time in months because I wanted to see Klaus doing well. He came on at half time so I watched it. I watched Club Bruges on maybe the day before. Maybe No, maybe Sunday I watched Club Bruges. Maybe it was the afternoon of. And I'm watching to see how many interceptions Jack Henry makes, how many clearances... So it just makes the game a little bit more enjoyable. I like watching football when there's something on it in terms of... 100%. Not not in terms of betting because I'm not a gambler, but in terms of when there's something on it like your friends playing or this or that. But now it is something on it because you can see, oh, I want him to get an assist, I want him to get a goal. Mm. And it's like investing as well. It's quite a good thing and I, I do like to, to see things grow. It's like... Um I think it's, as you say, it's geographical, you know, in the UK, in Ireland, whatever, everyone's well aware of the Scottish Premiership. But if it was on board of the So Rare, you would probably have French managers, French lads, Spanish lads, Italian lads who love Tony Watt, 
you know, mm. and guys across the globe tipping Tony Watt, you know, and I think that that's what this can bring to people. If you look only at the like hands, only if you're scoring, if you're not, you're going to get trounced on social media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I played against Hans Van Aken and what a player he's, uh, I think he was at maybe Lokeren, if I'm right in saying, years ago when I played against him and it was just before he went to Bruges and, you know, what a talent and I think he's a high scorer in the game if I'm correct and He's a beast, yeah. Yeah, so no, um, it'd be lovely to just get the phone book out and get these boys' signatures cars signed up and bought off them for myself, but unfortunately <laughs> that's not how life works. <laughs> I think um, if we'll comment here as well from Black, who says, have you ever played with the Lord himself, Hans Vanneken? If so, how upset were you when he bagged 100 score against you? Because his scoring <laughs> is just insane. And that's a big thing as well, a conversation to have. It's about how, you know, different players in different positions are suited differently to different matrices, if that makes sense. So like you, for example, as a player, you play in FPL rules or Scottish Premier League rules, I don't know, where goals and assists are king. You're probably one of the most owned players in the Scottish fantasy game at the minute. I imagine, I don't play it. On so rare, you're scoring really well, you're getting those decisives, but you're not hitting hundreds. Whereas there'll be a guy who isn't maybe scoring goals assists but he's getting lots of interceptions he's making lots of passes he's doing something in the middle of the park and he's scoring high so it's like the different positions scoring differently um what i'm trying to get at here is do you feel that the scoring matrix accurately reflects performance no do you i know? think or do you think it's good i think a lot of mine will be long balls up and i need to compete with the defender and if a defender wins one i'm going to lose points if i win one i'm going to win points and also flick-ons, maybe it goes through to the goalkeeper and it takes points off me as I pass or whatever. So, no, I think it's really fair. I think, will I be trying to play one-twos with my teammate as much as possible if I get my own card? Maybe, who knows? But <laughs> I'll be yeah. trying to play as many quick passes in succession to get a few points going. But no, um, nah. as a professional, we know that what you need to do on the pitch. But it is exciting to see. It's It's really good to know that you could be involved in it and it'll, it'll give me a heads up knowing the Scottish League and what players can do in that league. 100%. 100%. And I suppose like whenever you're making those sideway passes to your mate, just make sure it's in the final third, you'll get many more points. <laughs> um, they'll rack up. But um, yeah, look, there, there's so much to talk about, Tony. Before we get into anything else, um, something I need to iron out with you before we get into this, it's something I haven't sort of mentioned on the podcast yet. It's that for the month of December, every time I say a bad word, I'm going to give... Not point, not not one eighth to charity, which is like four quid. Um, I was gonna go not point, not one, but that's like forty quid every time I swear, and I've probably already swore like five times, so mm. I'd be skint. Um, but one thing, me and you need to decide right now, and I need your opinion on this: is is it a bad word? Because for me, isn't a bad word, but no, I don't know, is it? Word. Absolutely. Is it? Oh, hundred percent. If somebody says, somebody comes up to me and says, "Tony, you're shy," I'm very offended. But I mean, like, if he's if they say Tony, you're crap, are you equally as offended? Uh, the get hit harder. Yeah, but I think crap's a bad word as well. Crap isn't a bad if my, word. If my if I had a kid and they came in and said the word crap, they'd, they'd definitely be close to a slap round the ear. Yeah. <laughs> Tony runs a tight ship. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd say on kids' TV they get away with crap. I don't think they get away with though. No, no. Like, what the crap? Say, you know, like, the Americans, like... Eh, uh, possibly, but... I don't know. 
Nah, I think I think that's worth four pounds if you say crap. All right, well, Tony, if you say it's four quid for a or a crap, that's I what think it if is. You say crappy, that's different. But I think yeah. crap's a swear word. Crap's not really in my, my dialect, thankfully, but I would say quite a lot. Um, anyway, look, from this point forward, anytime I say a bad word for the month of December, in it goes. Um, and, you know, Emily's going to put a nice little, like, ka-ching noise over it every time I do it. If she misses any of them, you have to let us know afterwards because I'm not trying to dodge any, any donations to charity. Tony, I don't even think I've mentioned to you the absolute belter you scored last night. I mentioned it in pre-recording. I don't think mm. I've said anything since we recorded. Talk about timing to go top score in the league, and like, what a goal is that? Is that one for like, whenever like in terms of your career so far, is that one of the better ones? Uh, yeah, I'm disappointed it wasn't outside the box. I watched it back and it was just inside. Just inside, wasn't it? Like, have, just inside. I would have loved to see it was outside the box, and I would have. It would probably have been in my top three because I don't score many. From afar, I'm more, I'm more of a six to twelve yards kind of striker. But mm-hmm. no, it was a, it was a nice little finish, and to beat a goalkeeper like Seagrest, who's really good, another guy who'll be getting bought straight away if he comes into, if Dundee United come into so rare, and you need to put it high and you need to put it past him. So no, it was a, it wasn't a bad finish. And um, what I wanted to ask you about that as well is there was something I had in my head I was going to ask you about that goal. It It's just about crept into November. Now, will you have a chance at the goal of the month for November or does that run up to like the last week so they can have it in time? Or was there any other belters scored in the month? Uh, no, I think Scotland's produced a few belters. I'm not sure if it was October, but there was like five world-class goals in October. And I'm hoping that they all stayed in October. But no, I seen Joe Aribo score the world at the weekend. Actually, that was a good one. Scott Arfields was really good. I've not saw the highlights of the Celtic game. You'll be in the mix anyway. You'll have to be on like the top 10, kind of. Aye, in the top 10, I'm sure, but I don't think you get anything for it. I love a little award, a little plaque, a little memento. I'm just... Yeah. I, I, I would show you. I'm not sure if I can turn it around, but I think I can. I've got loads of strips. I Jeez, like are they people? Did you play against them, or are they yeah. like you just collect them? That's one part of my my. That's like more of my office stuff. So that's ones that I've bought or sometimes played against on my own. But yeah. I like a little momentum. So no, I, I hope they bring out a lot of awards so I can try and nick as many as possible. Like we absolutely little little, little daft ones. That's stuff I really like. I suppose like you're you're saying there you like collecting things, you've got that nostalgia and that's that's kinda of where So Rare comes in. Do you know it is a collectible side as much as it's a fantasy side? And I suppose I just want to ask you, how's how's the first month been? Do you know it's it's a bit of a baptism of fire. It's hard to kinda of get your head around. How did you hear about it initially and then what was your kind of plan? How did you get involved? Do you want to know how the first month's been? Frustrating. I got oh, has uh, it? I think I got two oh five only just one of the first weeks was it no the first weekend I was just under 205 waiting on Slimani to play mm. and Marseille Leon gets called off oh yeah you, you were messaging me that that's a killer then the second game week I hit the 0.01 Ethereum threshold which I was buzzing with this week the weekend just passed I got to 239 maybe 
with Batolo still to play and that game get called off, Nails Old Boys and Boca Juniors. I also had him in my All-Star Rare Pro team as a super rare. He got called off and my striker in my All-Star Rare was on the bench and I, the boy Klaus from Standard Lage, big target man, and I game on a terrible pitch where he scored a lot of goals and I would have probably been in the mixer if Batolo had played to get and Klaus had started to get a, a card for the first time but I suppose that's just part and parcel Part of like come, coming on to me for a second I had the worst week I've had in a long time because I mean I obviously have a pretty big gallery I'm an early adopter I've been here for a long time I've kind of rode the wave and whatever else hence why the gallery's the size it is but I didn't win a reward this week and that. like for people for for people starting out, do you know that that's a regular occurrence? But whenever you've got the bigger gallery and you're submitting sort of five, six, seven competitive lineups, to not even hit the E threshold, it was like it was a bit of a reality check. Like, oh, okay, you don't win rewards every week, do you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. Look, hopefully tonight there's a bunch of games on. Hopefully we come out tomorrow with um a few rewards, uh, open them on Friday and onto the weekend. But yeah, so it's been frustrating. Um, by the sounds of it through actual footballing events, not necessarily so rare. Is there anything you found on so rare? Like, how have you found the onboarding? Did you find it intuitive? Did you find it clunky? Did you find it horrible? Like, what's your feedback, I suppose? What do you mean by the onboarding? Of, sorry, that. Like, sorry, like getting on board of the platform. So, like, your first week or two, like, learning how to click around, what is your club, what, how do you auction, no, how to buy players? Fine, it, fairly in- it would be better if there was an app. I'm not sure why. I don't know if you can enlighten me why there's not an app. It's but- just time there will be 100% it's promised it's a case of when it's basically what happened here Tony is that the company went to the moon in a very short space of time and they have lots of users and millions and millions hundreds of millions of investment but they're struggling to keep up pace in terms of hiring people and developers to produce apps to produce the next batch of game modes or rewards and this is and that's so there's almost this lag where we're in this time at the minute where they're basically playing catch up so they're they're due an app they're due this they're due that they're due more yeah. game modes they're due you know better more intuitive so will there sort be better of rewards i think the rewards thing's getting changed will it be better rewards it in certain divisions and in different places the bottom line is there's a certain there's a set limit of cards that they commit every year so they can't just pull more rewards out of their yeah but the only but, good thing is there's going to be more leagues in so there is going to be leagues more is the only way that's the only way. So if they were to onboard, say, Scotland or whoever else, that's where they find more cards. But there's more players signing up every day. So it's all about your chances of winning. Um, but yes, bottom line is, in certain divisions, there will definitely be more cards. They're definitely a bit light in certain places at the minute. But um, What uh, what about yourself? Is I don't know if that's a personal question, but have you done the referral and had a unique card? I don't i'm an affiliate so i didn't do the referral thing so how affiliates work is it's not personal it's it's information out there for everyone affiliates so i get 10 percent. if i get someone to sign up i get like 10 percent of what they spend on auctions for one year so if you sign if you sign up a wheel who goes and drops 100 grand on auction which is few and far between you'll get 10 grand and the the whole thing is if you go the kind of refer a friend route you need to refer 30 people who buy five cards to get a unique and i think it's like a tier two unique so it could be a card worth a decent bit if you're lucky but the what you have to weigh up is is that going to be worth more than 30 people who are playing so rare and actively playing do you know mm-hmm. so right. i go the affiliate route it's just easier for me but have you got right. a few people signed up 
two, two completed, but no, I didn't know. I just I watched a little guy at Thiago his video. I just I'm yeah. on a rabbit hole on YouTube every night on the Mister there trying to try to learn, <laughs> and I seen he got one worth a couple of grand, which was quite impressive. That was quite quite good that Surya done that. Yeah. Look, it's all about, you know, whenever, I'd say whenever, like, um, Scotland are on board and a lot of people who follow you and are a fan of you see it, a lot of people will come and say, like, how do I get involved, Tony? What's going on? I've seen you talking about this so rare thing. Now I want to get involved. But I'd say a lot of people who follow you and a lot of your fans, they love Scottish football and it's just not on so rare at the minute. So when that time comes, not only will you have the inside track, as I keep saying, you'll know who to be buying and who to look out for. You'll also have a lot of people probably coming to you who who want to sign up and things. But um, look, it's good. It's it's great to hear that you're you're properly giving it a go. You know, you're binging the old YouTube. You're 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 learning and building teams. What's the what's the goal in terms of so rare? Have you got a point you'd like to get to? Are you just going to take it as it comes and see what you win and sort of go? No, I put a, a little bit of money in, probably around maybe one ETH, maybe just over one ETH, and I just want to keep trading and building a solid team and to be honest I'm I'm on route. I'm I'm buying the right cards, they're doing okay and I'm not I've not got a clear set out what leagues I'm playing in just now because I'm all over the shop a little bit. I've maybe got twelve players mixed for two leagues. Yeah. A couple of players about to run out of their league if they lose a playoff. I just bought a Ross, Roger Espinosa and for Kansas City and he came on. I thought he was getting an extra thirty minutes at the weekend. They conceded last minute, and then that's him. He could end up retiring. So I'm just in that kind of stage just now. But I'm excited to play and see where I can get to and where where I can end up entering every week. I don't really want to be dropping 150 pound on a goalkeeper that's limited. So my, I've got a few limited cards, but I'm missing goalkeepers because I'm thinking. That money could go towards rare, but when my rare team's set up, then I can go back and get maybe limited. So that's the kind of space I'm in just now. I'm not in a clear headspace, if that makes sense, but all in a positive way. I think like the thing is, whenever everyone signs up to so rare, they come in and there's a bit of scattergun and a bit of working it out. And then over time, you realise what you're missing, you realise what you've got, and you kind of just adapt and play it from there. So like... It's going to take a while to kind of bed in, but once you're set and you know you've lots of people you can ask questions and help out, you know you'll you'll just you'll hit the ground running, and then no doubt a bunch of bunch of your mates from from the league will be looking to get on get involved whenever so rare on board them, and you'll be the man to come to. Yeah, I'll need to get involved um, in that affiliate so I can get all the boys in and get them spending their money. That's it. Get them all. Rope them in. Get, <laughs> get them spending. Get Griezmann. <laughs> that's a good Griezmann. Affiliate, and I'll be shorted. Yeah, Jesus. Um, but yeah, so the there's a lot of questions we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I'm trying to think here. Is there anything else I wanted to throw at you? The only thing I wanted to throw at you personally, I suppose, was about you know I see you're streaming a bit of there. I seen you streaming on Twitch a bit of COD. I love COD Vanguard. What do you think? You a va- Vanguard guy? You waiting for Warzone? I've got a couple of gold guns already. I've bashed it with a few of the boys. Uh, I think Warzone will be probably the more long term play. I think Vanguard's good fun with your mates, but I think it will fizzle out. Just like the way all I, put it is, I couldn't play Vanguard all night, but I could sit and play Warzone with the lads for a lot longer. I think yeah. Vanguard's just so intense and repetitive, and yeah, but that's a good thing because Warzone gets boring. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. As you don't get a kill for ages, and if you don't get a kill for twenty minutes, then somebody comes up and slaps you up, then you just want to turn it off and. 
<laughs> so it's just a bit, it's sort of like my sore air stuff. I'm kind of in between it now, recording yeah. Vanguard and World, uh, Warzone. Are you, uh, are you a rage quitter, like? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, really bad, yeah. Eh? Because I was doing a wee bit of digging earlier and I seen, I was looking up at like the old Tony Watt Wikipedia, the first guest with a Wikipedia. And I was kind of just having a wee read through the few managers here you've had scraps with in the past. <laughs> no, supposedly it says that in my Wikipedia, but that's not true. I've had, maybe when I'm young, I had the odd disagreement, but nothing, I don't hold anything against anybody. And no, not really. There's nobody I wouldn't really phone up. Don't I, I don't yeah. think maybe, maybe one in Belgium that I wouldn't really talk to, but that's just... Obviously, when you're young and you just have that's different how life opinions. goes. Yeah, that's it. But I'd talk to anybody whenever I seen them in the street. It's safe to say as well, though, just looking here, is this kind of season so far the best start to a season you've ever had? Or do you remember a season where you had a better no, kind of start? That I've been playing every week, yeah. I mean, when I was a young lad at Celtic, I, I scored a few goals start of the season and a couple of assists, but I wasn't a, a real fixture on the team, so... This is probably the best overall that it's been, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've a long met last, long met last, and it's again like you're at the age of twenty twenty seven. Like you know, there's it's one of those things that again I keep saying I'm not trying to TMZ and set you up to like say oh I can't wait to leave Motherwell, but like do you see yourself at Motherwell for a long time? This is the kind of thing OP footballers always get asked. They always have to say oh I'm here now and this is where I'm at and that's what I say. That's probably uh, what you're going to say. No, but, it's like, a, do you a have, difficult one because. Obviously, we're into December now, and we've not sat down, we've not spoke about a contract, we've not, there's not, it's going into January, you don't know what Motherwell's thoughts are on it, you would, you would imagine they would speak to me soon, but I'm not sure, obviously, we're a smaller size club, and it's difficult to just hand everybody three, four year deals, so, no, I, I, I love it here, I couldn't ask for a better reception every time I step into Fir Park, and the place is brilliant, but it's just obviously we need to see what's right for me and the club, and maybe that's stay, maybe it's not. I actually don't know, and it just depends. In the next couple of weeks, if they come to me with a contract offer on the table, we're in the first of December now, so I'd imagine we'd start speaking pretty soon as January's coming right round. Well, they should have knocked on your door about seven games ago before you went in this scoring spree yeah. <laughs> the, the prices went up baby went from 0.5 <laughs> east to <laughs> that's the one <laughs> that's the one so um, yeah look best of luck with that interested to see to see how it all pans out but um, yeah the reason I initially brought up your streaming and you know you're in so rare and you know you're making I've seen you I love the fact you've kind of made a so rare dedicated account to have a chat about it and sort of engage with people and you know, is is it something? It's something you always see these days where people are much more cognizant of life after football. As I say, you're still really young. You've still got years in the locker. Um, but is it something you think about, or is it something not really on your radar at the minute? Kind of like life after football. Is that something you think about in terms of getting your ducks in a row and getting ready, or is no, it just a bit premature? I'm doing my coaching badges now. I'm doing my B license. Uh I do a little bit on the radio every so often. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I know that football takes care of itself. I still believe I've got another 10 years in the locker. I think I can play if I lose my pace, which the way I play, I don't really, I ain't really pace dependent. Obviously, you've got a lot of players who are electric fast. They can beat a man, but a lot of it's down to pace, which is really a skill in itself. But no, I, 
I hope I can kick on and play as long as possible and, and see where it takes me. As you say, being a kind of 6-12 to 12 yard goal getter, I mean, that's kind of conducive to longer careers. At least Absolutely. No, I just need to start doing a bit more bench press so that instead of getting my wee one or two yards away for defenders, I can just hold them off. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> Get the bench press going. Um, so, yeah. T- 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 right, okay, I want to throw one more thing at you before we go on to some Twitter questions because there's lots of great ones there. How many days a week do you train? What's this, What's the sort of setup there? Midweek four with a match on a Saturday. And it was at like daytimes. How long would you be there? Like, what time do you uh, rock up? What time do you leave? Get there about ten o'clock. Start training about twelve. Sometimes in the gym, could leave at like half three. And you'd be, you know, there'd be obviously like sort of briefings. And when you say you're there at ten to twelve, is that sitting up and looking at the team you're playing at the weekend and tactics no, and all the rest? It's more like we're in and we do get a little bit of breakfast, then go up to the gym and get ready for training, and then go to training. And then sometimes when you come back, you get your lunch, and then you go back up the gym for a little bit of weight. So whatever's in store for that kind of that kind of day it's, it changes day to day but it's longer days than you usually get but it's about putting work in your body so it's not too bad and how how strict is it in terms of or how, how, how closely would they monitor your diet or your drink intake or I think it's impossible for them to I think you're a grown enough man that you can watch what you eat and not go too mental and I tend to eat well during the week and when it comes to a Thursday or a Friday I'll carb up quite a lot and then I'll maybe have my treats on a Saturday night possibly I like a Coke Zero it's not too bad for you I suppose a bit of dark chocolate recently I've been eating Maltesers which isn't dark chocolate but I've just been enjoying them a little bit and then maybe a pizza and chips or something as dinner but I've went off that because we get we get Domino's and Papa John's on the bus home after away games and I don't really like travelling. So obviously, once you eat that and then once you get to travel through and it kind of makes you a bit woozy. Yeah, pizza. I'm actually a terrible traveller myself, but I don't have the discipline, as you can see, to not eat the pizza. But um, that's why you're a professional footballer and I'm not, never mind a million other things. But um, I'm always interested to see what the kind of go-to is. You know, if you have a final or if you have a big game and you win it, like what's your go-to? So it's, what do you get in the pizza? Eh... Uh, it's got to be double pepperoni, but sometimes I like ham and cheese. Ham and cheese, just standard. Are, are you a pineapple guy? No, I've never tried pineapple on a pizza, I'll be honest with you. Next time, get like, do you know what you do? Get like half or quarter, just say, on that ham and cheese, throw a pineapple on a quarter. You might throw really? it in the bin, but just try it. It's a bit crazy. I, I want to know your opinion. I'm a, I'm a kind of jalapeno and like one meat type of guy. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind a jalapeno. I hate like bacon because they always just leave like the rind on it. It's just a big fatty bit. Yeah. Anyway. That's a swallow. Yeah. Uh, Emily's in the background totting these up. I wonder how many I've done so far. I haven't even been keeping an eye on it. Is that what? I hope so. I hope Mm so. You know, the charity. I need to decide a charity as well. So if anyone listening has any charity suggestions, the other. I've got one for you. If you obviously if you want there's a food bank next to our club that does I had to you'll see the video on Twitter I had to go around and speak to them and people organise it and obviously you've got ones that are close to home as well but the work these people do are incredible like the amount of food they get the amount of stuff they do the amount of initiatives they do just to try and obviously help people put heating on the house and 
so they can do that and they can give them the food and especially coming up to Christmas time I'll be doing a lot of stuff I'll be doing a lot of auctions and raising money for them because it's a sad time of the year for them Absolutely well what I was thinking of doing actually was I was thinking of putting the money together in a pot and then as I see sort of community led charity things or if someone in the community is running a marathon and looking some sponsorship or if someone's doing something throw money at it so this 100% if you send me through that charity mm-hmm. I'll give them part of the pot 100% and the thing I wanted to follow that up with was you know there's a lot of people who listen to the show a lot of us have done very well off so rare over the last year a lot of us haven't whatever else but what I'm going to throw out to people is I've done this before and a few people have bitten um, if anyone wants us to wants to sort of pledge to match me or if you can't afford to match me that's fine if you want to pledge a euro a pound whatever 50p 10p per swear word for the month of December yeah, I'll gather it at the end of the month and we'll, we'll, we'll distribute it to good causes. And 1.37pm have agreed to match me. So at the minute, it's not point, about a tenner every time I swear. We'll see if anyone gets back to me, but I'm not going to hold a gun to anyone's head. The So we, we you sent me on the food bank. And if anyone else is doing any sort of runs for charity, any Just Giving pages, any worthwhile causes, hit us up. And um, I'll try and sort of distribute it all out at the end of the month, early January. So that's that. I need to start swearing more, I think, because I think I've only sworn once, so... There, there you go. Um, we're up to two. I need to be a bit looser. Will we go over and look at some Twitter questions? Aye, when you go, aye. The, the thing is, like, is what normally on this podcast, Tony, we'll chat about what's happened in So Rare over the week. But the thing at the minute is, and it's almost the drama of the week, there's literally nothing happening. It's been a very, very quiet week. Um, there's been no real announcements. I'm sure they're working on something, but like there, it is a bit radio silence on many things. Um, and maybe next week with the guest, we'll delve into you know what's went quiet and why it's went quiet, and whatever else. But one thing that's happened this week that's a bit mad. I don't know if you've seen this. There's a guy taking the market by storm. A bottle bore. I don't know if you've seen this account, Tony, but basically there's this account, a bottle bore. Right. I'm gonna go and have a look at him on Sora Data. A bottle bore. And he's come in and in in something like a week, it's literally in like a week, might be slightly more. He has literally, let me see, a bottle bore. He's literally spent like a million quid. What? 273 ETH he's spent and he's only been on the platform since the 16th of November. So two weeks. Now, when you look at his gallery, there's some mad shit going on in there. I mean, a lot of it is... It could be a she. It could. Also, I think it might actually be like an investment fund or something. But there's some cracking cards in there. Like there's some really top cards. You're talking super rare Depay, Berghouse, Haller. I could go on. He buys multiple of players, like proper multiples of players. Um, but yeah, it's just the sheer amount of money that's been spent um, and how much that could be propping the market up and sort of adding a lot of liquidity because I was listening to the So Rare Andrews podcast, which I recommend, Tony, um, and something they kind of mentioned on it this week, I haven't finished it, they were talking about how this guy at Bottle Bores came in. Not only has he spent a million quid, he's put a million quid into the hands of So Rare managers to go and spend themselves. So the market's been pretty liquid the last week. You know, Rare prices are looking really healthy. Um, and that's the only thing I kind of wanted to throw out there that's, that's you know, people should check it out and go and look at this guy's gallery. It's A-B-O-T-L-E-B-O-R. Mad what's going on here. The offers he's sent out. Like he's bought like three Lucas Hernandez super rares. He's bought three Gonzalo Ignacio super rares. He's bought four Trents, not super rares. He's only bought one super rare. He's bought like, you're talking crazy 
here, Jonathan Harris, he's bought five of his super rares. I need to Osterwald. get a phone call with him and get a couple of loans off him, I think. He's literally, yeah, he's literally bought eight of Jaden Osterwald's super rares. Eight of them. Like, Devin Wrench, he's got two of them. It's crazy stuff, like, and what it's good for is he can't enter all those every week, so it's taken some strong strong cards out of the game, which is the way I'm looking at it, but... Anyway, Tony, that's the only thing i to throw out there from a Sorare perspective this week. It's been relatively quiet. Um, will we take some questions on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Right, there's a good few here, and again, I haven't vetted these. I'm going to throw them at you in the order of most liked to least liked. If you don't care for any of them, if any of them you can't answer, just say... Um, that's a swear word. So, it's... A swear word. Ah, if you should piss off to your mum back in the day, you got to slap me here, wouldn't you? That's fair. That's actually the metric we should use for the month. If your mum would slap you for saying it... I've said it twice then. All right. God, I need to be... No, do you know what? It's charity, so I need to swear more. Um... All right, the first one, it's from Quinny. And do you know what you're actually blessed with, Tony? There's a mad Scottish contingent in the so rare world. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many Scottish lads, and they all seem to make content. <laughs> but there's so many of them out there. Quinny, um, one of the main ones, have you bought anyone from the Jupiter Pro League based on your playing experience? Uh, no, not yet, but... I bought Jack Henry due to the fact I know he's a very good ballpoint centre-back. So, technically, yes, but technically not from a Jupiter Pro League playing experience, if that makes sense. I hear you. Like, I, I have uh, because I've played against him and I've watched him for the national team and they play in the Pro League, but not anything to do with the Pro League. Have you bought anyone you've played with? No. Not... Not no. that I'm sure of, but Freddie Franz is definitely going to be one. He done his Achilles a uh, couple of months ago, and I'll probably buy his Super Real when he's closer to getting back. I actually seen that he got his signature card today. Freddie Franz? Yeah, Frederick Franz. <laughs> Let me go and buy him before you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but I need to keep an eye. Frederick Franz. I think he's Where out of the season, to be fair, but I will closer to time get involved. Yeah, well, there you know what you need to be careful here, Tony. Is if you give us all your tips, people might go and buy them. But um, I see some nice, nice players there. You've got there is a bit of a Belgian sort of influence oh, sorry, on, the, on the country. Medi Carcella, and I bought him. Mary Medi Carcella, and I, I bought him, him because I seen that he was bombed out a little bit. And I know his quality, very good player, and I knew that with yeah. a new manager coming, they would count on him, and they have. He's starting to get back in. Starting to get back in. So they substitute appearances recently, but he's coming back into the team. Mm. 32 years old, and you can pick up his rare right now with no negotiation from market for not point for 60 quid. Like, that's fair. That's yeah, a fair that's what price. I got him for. I think I got him on bid for 60 quid. And you might even you might even be able to get him a wee bit cheaper if you, you stick a wee cheeky offering. So I might give you him for 50 55. So there you go. That, that was something I wanted to ask you. It's like, and again, it's it's one of those where. Tell me this, is this a thing, right? You see, if I say to you, who are the three most promising players at the club or who who you're, who do you think are the three best players at your club? Something like that, right? Do you have this thought to yourself where it's like, if I don't say him, he'll be pissed off? Not that no. any of them are going to watch this, but is that something, if you were on, say, Sky Sports and someone says, who's the most exciting young talent at the club and you say X, is why sitting in the corner crying his lamps out? Yeah, probably I would be if somebody <laughs> said I wasn't the best player at the club. If somebody picked somebody over me, then you would be a bit, oh, 
But yeah, why'd he pick him? What did I do? Yeah, but that's just part and parcel. I think footballers are all big babies in their own right, and if you don't give a baby attention, they start crying, and that's just part and parcel of it. <laughs> so, if I was to ask you, who are the top three players in Scotland that people should look out for? Like, if you, if there's three young players, particularly, we're talking under twenty threes, that if if the Scottish Premiership was on board with the so rare tomorrow, people should look at. Across the league, who would you say the top three would be? In terms of scoring, I think David Turnbull would be right up there. Uh, David Turnbull? Number one. Uh, Aging that is going to get in my head and get above me. Calvin Ramsey, Aberdeen, right back. The only thing is he's a fullback, does, which is a Does problem. he score free kicks and stuff? I think I've heard of him. Assists, I think he gets, but a fullback, Assists. that's difficult on the game. He's probably number two. And then I'm trying to think positionally. I'm trying to not include a club or anybody I know too well because it's a bit biased. Uh, <laughs> Aberdeen, mm, Hibs, maybe the young kid Doig or the wee boy uh, Campbell just signed a new contract. I don't know. Probably, probably them four Rangers. I'm not really sure there's many. Oh, Nathan Parson. He's a... Uh, He's top two, definitely. Him, David Tumble, Nathan Parson, Calvin Ramsey, I'll say. They're the three you think that people should be looking out for. I like yeah. that. And is there anyone at Motherwell in particular who you think, like, he's he's cracker? It might be a 16, 17-year-old who's flirting about there who people aren't even looking. I think we've looking. got a few good young players, like Dean Cornelius and Max Johnson. And, uh, to be fair... A lot of them are on loan, a couple of injuries, so we've not got too many, but we've got a massive squad. I think a lot of them will go out and play football at a different place to get some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Loaning's a funny one. You see, like, whenever you get... Do you get told you're going on loan? How, how, how much of a say do you have in the matter? Does it depend yeah, I think on the player? you can ask to go on loan. I think teams can ask for you. I think the manager can ask you to go on loan to get experience. I think the dynamic just changes, to be honest. I think there's very... There's different kind of routes it can take. There's not really just one, to be honest. Mm. Have you ever been sent alone when you didn't want to go? Uh, no, not when I didn't want to go. No. Mm. No. I'm thinking, like, loaning's one of those where it's you always see it, like, players going out and loan. They're, they're trying to fight for their place in a team, right? And it's a team that they're never going to get get some minutes in and it's this whole thing about, like, and the, here's an example. Michael Cuisance at Bayern Munich, okay? Quite an elite example. He's this kid, really promising, French under-23s, under-21s World Cup, lit the world up, was amazing. Off he goes to Bayern Munich, I think he was at Marseille or something. Never getting on the team, knows he's never getting the team, been told he's never getting the team, but he's refusing to go along because he wants to fight for his place in the team. This is just a completely separate from you, Tony, or Scottish football or something. Does he get on even, the bench or that? I don't even think he does. <laughs> like is that is that an attitude thing? Is that a, is that a is that a being too proud to go out and loan, or is that no, a genuine fight? No, I think fight? you could get a good loan from Bayern Munich. Let's be honest. I think maybe it is a genuine fight. Yeah, usually go back to Marseille on loan or whatever. So no, I think there'll be reasons behind it. Reasons we probably don't know. But if you want to fight for your place and you end up in it Bayern Munich, if you think you're good enough, then there's no better place to be, is there? Yeah. It's one of those, in fairness, I'm just looking at his last couple of years. I wonder why I still have his card. Just constant sort of substitute appearances, then injuries on the bench, doing this, doing that. Hard life. 
you know have you ever been in a stage in your career where like you're constantly in and out and <laughs> yeah starting to like, get really really frustrated yeah I think that's what I try and tell all the younger kids I was like don't let football frustrate you because there'll be a lot of ups and a lot of downs so if you can ride the wave of the downs then the ups will be even sweeter mm. because some, something people kept bringing up whenever I said you're coming on was that goal against Barcelona is that your high was that the highest moment of your career or one of yeah one of I scored against Anderlecht to beat them 2-0 for Leicester uh, that's another high uh, I scored quite a few goals that are deciding last night being another one so that was on Sky that was one of the best goals I've scored so there is a lot of highs and it's just part and parcel of the game there's going to be a lot of highs but just suck them up and take them and it means the lows won't be too low when you get them because mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people like literally question well I think a few came in about the someone it's so funny on November the 29th Alan asked if I was going to watch a Tony Watt highlight on YouTube which one should I watch just go and watch the one from yesterday, Alan. There's your question answered, mm-hmm. sir. Simply Alex asked, oh, he's a big Celtic fan, how was how good was it scoring against Barcelona and how did you celebrate the win? And then, I, so like, how did you celebrate that? Like, was that back straight just, back in? Just a few of the boys went out and just as you normally would, I think the place was, Glasgow was buzzing, so it was just one of the ones. Celtic, I've never actually been to a Celtic game, but I mean, like, Mad stadium, isn't it? The atmosphere. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was packed. It was uh, there wasn't an empty seat in the house, and for them all to sing my name was extra special. So no, it was good. We've got them next week at Parkhead, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. The um, the next question there, Alex asked, was since I haven't scored against Barcelona, he's asking me a question: How many seconds head start would I need to beat you in a hundred meter sprint? How many how many seconds do you run hundred meters in? Me probably. Between 11 and, and no, what's your same bolt record? 9.58 or something, probably like 12 and a half, 13 seconds. I'm guessing. I'd say you're faster than that. I would. I don't Think know. Is so. that a measurement you ever do? Like, I'm not nah. joking. This, 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 you know what this is, Tony? I am literally going to be that guy who sits in the bar at 35 and says, I could have played for Motherwell or I could have played for such and such if it wasn't for that damn cruciate. When I was younger and that asshole, I really am. I was fast enough and I remember going to like the old relay thing with the school and whatever and I got and this is probably some dodgy fucker with a t- stopwatch but you're talking uh, even at that age at about 16, 17 I was running it in 12, 12 and a half so Seriously? you have to be 10 and I a half, I don't know the, the metric for it I don't know how you would measure it but I'm, I'm fast enough but I thought 12 would probably be Twelve's probably no? fast now. Actually, maybe I know. I reckon I had a dodgy counter who wanted me to win. I, I was probably actually thirteen. To a second extra by saying twelve and a half, thirteen. You don't want to, don't want to big yourself up too much, and then fall you flat don't in your face. You need to give, yeah, you need to give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Sound words for so rare if they're listening. Um, quite pertinent, but no. Anyway, I reckon I'd run it now. I don't even have a clue. I reckon I would need like five seconds on you. Four, no, that's too much. That's half of the distance. I'd say three or four seconds on you. Maybe whenever Scotland are on boarded, I'll come over to Scotland. We'll kick a ball about the length aye. of a pitch. Aye, that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could keep up a pace for 100 metres, though. I'm more of a run 10 metres. Short bursts. Walk you five. See, I, I, I'm not. I am. I, I was never that fast, but I did my ACL like 
two years ago now. And you know, whenever you're not a professional footballer and you don't have the best of care and the best of physio, yeah. Jesus Christ, the recovery process was grim. And then COVID really interrupted the physio. Couldn't go. I was doing Zoom physio. Like, what the f is that? Mm-hmm. And then, like, one. whatever else. But uh, I keep cursing. But look, it's for charity. So, look, one day, one day, Tony, I'll race you. Yeah. Um, the next question I'll ask is from. Let's go for this one. To Bob Squirt, he says... That's where I bought my <sighs> limited gallery off last night. <laughs> he, so he's he's throwing yeah, one that goes way over my head. So he says, who's worse, Guy Luzon or Carl Frey? And what did Jose Riga do to change the team's fortunes? Also, what was it like being inside the Ducha Talat Circle I've of Trust? I've seen this question, the Shatley Network. The Shatley sure. Circle of Trust. Guy Luzon, one of the best coaches I've ever had and one of the best guys I've ever met. Very, very underrated at Charlton. I think a lot of it was to do with the Dushatley stuff that the fans didn't really like him, but on a different time, with a bit more time and better, better kind of support around him would have been really good. I still... Mm. I still sort of hear from him every so often. He loved me. I was like his son. He would slaughter me in front of everybody. He called me the doctor. Because he, hey, doctor, what? You know everything. Ah. Which is quite <laughs> funny. But I loved him. Couldn't speak higher of the guy. Carol Fry didn't really work with. I told him early on what my situation was and I ended up going on loan. And Josie Riga, again, a guy I never really worked with. Uh, so I can't really say much about him. I don't know if he did turn the fortunes around. I think they might have. I don't know if he came when they got relegated or, or at the end. I think he maybe nearly kept them up. And DeShartley, again, all the Charlton fans hate him. I can understand that. But he's a guy who signed me and gave me a five-year contract at Liège and then gave me the chance mm-hmm. to go and play at Charlton. So I've got mixed emotions for it because he actually gave me the opportunity to play at a club that now is definitely... A big part of my history. I got one of the most mm-hmm. enjoyable times I've had at a place was Charlton, so I can't really say much bad. However, I understand other people's feelings towards him and probably his feelings towards the time there. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I understand that it's difficult. But the guy did. He gave me a, he gave me a chance to play Charlton, so I can't really complain much. And he was honest with me whenever I asked him for something or whenever I asked. He was really fair and even when I was going through a tough time at Liège, he said, don't worry, take your time, Like we see your quality and stuff. So that was good. Mm. The second question to Bob has is a surreal related one and I think I've already asked you it so we can pie it off a bit but he asked about how you heard about the platform and are there any other players in the, the Premiership on board? Yeah, it was for a friend. Somebody mentioned it and I signed up about seven months ago and actually completed my referral and got a rare and was shocked mm. because I saw it was only limited but obviously my thing was that far back it was a rare I think it was worth 50 oh, quid yeah. so I sold him and made 50 quid happy out <laughs> happy day. so let me see next question who would be okay so I've kind of asked you a variation of this um, about like the young players but PJ wants to know who would be the first three players you'd buy take price out of the question who are the first three players you would buy if the Scottish Premiership was added tomorrow uh, 
James Tavernier. Uh, He's a monster, isn't he? Monster. Got to go Liam Kelly from Motherwell because we get a lot of clean sheets. Do we get a lot of clean sheets? I think we do. And, <laughs> you don't care. You're up top. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'll go a couple. No, do you know what? David Tumble. Again, another guy has numbers. One Celtic, David one Turnbull. Rangers, one Motherwell. That's enough for me. That's sound. Liam nice Boyd. and balanced. That's uh, nice three players for people to, to keep an eye on, add to their favourites on so rare. Sean O'Neill wants to know, when Motherwell get released onto the platform, how much does the Tony Watt unique go for? Will you be in there pumping it up? You'd be in there trying to send it to the moon? I think maybe... It's hard. 4,000. Un- unique prices are really hard. I reckon you go for way more than an ETH. An ETH fair. I seen a... I'd buy you for an ETH. Unique, like would you? You're scoring enough goals, Tony. Jeez, you know. I think with a unique or the guy who's scoring like you are at the minute, it's got to be a few ETH. It's got to be two or three ETH. I'll swap you. You buy the unique, and I'll swap you for the signature. <laughs> Get out of here! I'm not. I'm not buying your signature on a bloody virtual card. <laughs> but uh, hey, I'll send you my signature on a piece of paper with it. Th- okay, okay. Now we're talking that physical and digital hookup. I like it. Um, uh, you get one out each. After a year, you can burn one of them. <laughs> that's it. So that's the thing, though. There are people who are big, big fans. You know, there's people out there who'd be Celtic collectors who remember that gold. But people out there who are Motherwell fans, I'm sure, down the line, who'll want their Tony Watt signature card. Like, so I have, I have no doubt you'll, you'll get a buyer. Um, but it's kind of a funny thing within the community, within like the so rare world, where there was all these MLS players who come in, they got their player card, they listed it, and then they pissed off. Uh, amazing. <laughs> I seen that last year. I'm, I seen that uh, last week on a video. I respect that. <laughs> you love it. Come in, get I respect it. the grind. It won't be me, but we need to ask so rare if what the guideline is, if I get my teammate to sign up, buy his card for three. Or for cheap, sorry, but make them promote it on the platform, so we're all winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What lines being crossed? I don't know. I'm sure someone at So Rare might be listening to this. So, whoever's at So Rare, mm-hmm. you need to let Tony know. Can he get Motherwell? If, everyone on board. And if you don't, if you don't tell me no, I'm doing it. He's doing there it. You go. So you have to tell him no or don't. But to- big Tony here is going to go off to Motherwell. Get all the boys together and say, lads. 11 signatures. 11 signature cards. He's going to stick them all in his team and he's going to build teams every week with these 11 signatures. Or he's yeah. going to sell them all, buy the rare versions. And <laughs> that's still probably mm-hmm. a pocket the cash. <laughs> I give all my teammates 150 quid each and say, that's more than it's worth. Lads, it's only worth 100 quid, but here, here's 150, keep you sweet. Meanwhile, you're selling the signature card for two grand. <laughs> Go on, I'll take that. That's it, you know. But you see, the other side of it is, you know, I, I respect the hustle as well. Do you know, it's funny these these guys come in, they get the cards minted, they take them all in, they piss off. The other side of it is, at the end of the day, it's an image of you. It's you. It's your signature. Do you know, so rare out there making millions off you. Everyone's out there yeah. making money. Like, why can't you come in, grab your rare, pay it off, and and move? But um, look, hopefully the Scottish League isn't that far away. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, we'll do one or two more quickly, Tony, and we'll, and we'll hit the road. We're hitting that R mark. So let mm-hmm. me see if there's any other here. 
Um, basically, there's a lot of people realizing, like, like again, a lot of these comments are about th- that night someone went back and like flash score and found it where Lionel Messi scored and you scored too, and <laughs> so your names beside each other, which is obviously nice to have. Um, but yeah, let's see. We'll take this one as a last one. I'll ask you this, yeah. How do you feel about your own scores? Do you know, we kind of opened with it and it's a nice way to kind of round it off. I was telling you what you'd yeah. scored. Do you, are you happy? Do you think the, the game accurately reflects yeah, performance? I do. I do. I think it's a fair, as I say, metric. I think that's the right word to use. And it it's good. No, it definitely is. I think a lot, like hitting shots and stuff, you don't realise how important that is, but you had a shot and get points, it could fall back after the keeper rebounds and your teammate could score. It's There's a lot of good things that can come from it, so no, I'm definitely happy with how it's scored. Are there any, like, are stats a big thing in the dressing room or in, like, the club in terms of monitoring yeah, performance? Yeah, I, th- I think they are. I think if you get in the right positions and hit enough shots, you're going to score goals. It's maybe not the most pristine stat, but I think it all kind of, it's no coincidence all of them line. If that makes sense. Have you ever been like, because one of the things that gets me is like subjective calls. So like whenever it's one of those, it's like you make a pass, right? You make a pass back to the, the left back or something. You play in the left wing, isn't it? At least that's where you scored that goal from. Aye, Straight up right top now, at the minute you're left wing. You play the yeah, ball back down to the left back. He miscontrols it because it's a crap pass or it's like a, one of those dodgy passes or something. Other team intercepts, runs up, scores a goal, and you get done for an error leading to goal as per stats bomb or foot mob or so rare or whoever. Yeah. Do you sit and look at that and be like, I didn't, that wasn't my fault? Or like No, I think you know the difference between them. It's like if I smash a ball back to my fullback too hard and he takes a touch in front of him and somebody next in and gets it, it's my fault even though he's gave it away. So we know what you've done right and what you've done wrong, you can't really pull the rule over yourself because deep down you know. Yeah. Because like, is there anything? To, is I suppose it just isn't. It's funny because as a little nerd who sits in his bedroom about talking about FPL and about fantasy games, to me it's like, oh well, obviously they care about stats and they care about this and they care about that. But is there ever a moment on a pitch where instead of just that killer instinct, thinking of the goal, thinking of the team, thinking of the strategy, thinking of the tactics, is there ever a moment where it's like? Oh, do you know, like my stats must look shit for this game because I did that or because of this or Yeah, no, I think you think to yourself, maybe I've not scored enough, I've not hit enough shots, I've not made enough forward passes because you want to affect the game. Not to do with any stats of that, just for your own mm-hmm. peace of mind. What about like hard work and distance covered and sprints? Is that something you're thinking about? I think it's all about work smarter rather than work harder. Mm-hmm. So see if you're Sprinting 10 metres and getting the balls better than sprinting 20 metres and getting ran past. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Tony, look, is there anything else you wanted to speak about today before we go on and finish up? No, no, that's a pleasure. No, I'm enjoying myself. Brilliant. So the one thing to do before we leave is I want you to pick two players. They can be anyone who you think might combine for 137 points this week. And the reason I ask you to do that, um, I don't actually know what's up for grabs. I need to come up for a new, with a new prize because I'm going to tell you something. Last week's guest, for the first time ever, hit 137. I'm actually shell-shocked. There should be some celebratory, crazy fiesta music going on in the background right now, Emily, if you're editing this. Like, Andy Laird came on and he hit 137.2 
which is literally 137. Like, I, I we've been doing this podcast since sort of June, and no one's came closer than 132, and Big Man nailed it. So the Atibo was up for grabs. He hasn't decided what he's going to do with it. It's the, the prize that was up for grabs because he's so shell-shocked, but I believe he's changed his Twitter bio to being the 137 champ. But Tony... I don't know what the prize is. We're going to have to come up with something. But regardless, I want you to pick two players for me. They can be on so rare. They can be from your team. They can be from Scotland. They can be anything. We'll work out what they scored. And I want you to aim for 137 points for the two players. Uh, I'll go with Max Colert. Max Colert. And Jack Henry. Jack Henry. Do you have both them on so rare? Yes, they're my two babies they're my two babies well best of luck with the 137 game before I go I just want to say to everyone check your Spotify wrapped if you're listening on Spotify you can check your wrapped if this is the podcast you've listened to and most this year or one of them definitely let us know and Tony is there anything you want to plug before you go I suppose people can find you on no. Twitch people can find you at I, thir- so- I'm sure it will be on this on this uh, the description when you post it out no I'm yep. happy enough 100% and check the description for things check out 32 so rare or at so rare 32 it's where Tony will be documenting the so rare journey I suppose um, and yeah I think that's about it Tony look thanks a million for your time it's been an absolute pleasure no thanks for having me good man Okay, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. There's two things for you to look out for. As I just mentioned in the podcast, that Spotify rap that came out this week. If you do listen on Spotify, go and check. Do you know, if, if I'm one of your top listen to podcasts, I want to see it on social media. Give my ego a boost, please. Um, and secondly, I'm off recording a big bad vlog in Barcelona this weekend. So please check out my YouTube, John Ellis. Um, I'm going to be putting out some great content there. Other than that, have a great week. Best of luck on So Rare. And uh, yeah, thanks again to Tony.